You're listening to Orange Blaze, a Florida Trail podcast. I, you know, uh, you kind of just have to get out there and do it. You know, you could train and things like that. Um, really, you're not going to be able to get a uh, very light skateboard setup. Um, so you, you have to make sure that the rest of your gear is really dialed in. Uh, so that way you can kind of account for that weight. Um, because, you know, if you're not seeing a road for four or five days, you now have this thing that is just a paperweight that, um, it, you know, is basically useless to you and now a hindrance. So just kind of being dialed in with the rest of your gear helps out quite a lot. That was David Moondog Group. 2022 Florida Trail Through Hiker, and I'm Misty Ridley Little, your host for the podcast. Several years ago, when Alex Folk took his skateboard along on his through hike of the Florida Trail, he inspired several people, including David, to use their skateboards along the road sections of the FT. That inspiration led David to embark on his first ever through hike, including building his skateboard for the hike and learning to skateboard in the process of it all. Hiking wasn't new to David, but through hiking was, and he found what so many of us find during our through hikes that he loved it and wanted more. In our conversation, we talk about all of this, of course, but also how he's made van life a choice in his day-to-day life and not in the manner most of us envision van life to be. David's an engaging hiker, and I know you'll enjoy what he has to say about his hike and laugh at some of the antics he got into along the way. All right, on to the episode. Well, uh, David, thanks for coming on the podcast and chatting with me. There has been such a uh, interesting group of through hikers this year. I kind of want to interview every single one of them, but you will be the first one from this season. And um, you, as soon as you popped up in Instagram, everybody was like, you need to interview him because he seems cool and he's doing the skateboarding thing. And it was intriguing to me too, because you know, we've seen it once before skateboarding on the Florida trail, but uh, it's, it seems like it's a trend this year and you might've kind of started a trend. <laughs> um, so if you can introduce yourself, who you are and where you're from and, you know, your background in hiking and, and why you came to the Florida trail to skateboard on it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my name is David Roof or uh, trail name Moondog and uh, I live out in Colorado and um yeah so i uh read something a while back uh about three years ago about the original guy that did it alex boat and just thought it was super interesting and uh i ended up leaving my job at the end of last year and i was like oh the the timing just works out perfectly uh and so that way i could start in december and uh and skate southbound and uh yeah and just catch all the weather at the right time and uh, it just seemed like the perfect time to do it. So was Alex's hike skate like the impetus for you to like get into hiking and skating or were you already into hiking and skateboarding? Um, so I, I've been into hiking uh, basically uh, all my life. I was in like Cub Scouts and stuff like that. Uh, but I actually did not get into skateboarding until after I had read uh, about him doing that. I've only been skating. Uh, it actually, I've been skating for exactly two years. Uh, once I was on the trail. Oh, wow. Your anniversary on trail. All right. All right. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. You took up like a new, like outdoor hobby like that. I mean, I think you're in your thirties, maybe. Um, oh, yeah. 35. Yeah. So that's kind of a cool thing to pick up when, you know, that seems like a thing you do when you're a teen, not in your thirties. So that's neat. <laughs> 
<laughs> I wish I had picked it up in my teens. Actually, it is uh, whenever you have a hard fall, uh, you definitely feel it like, a little bit more when you're older. And going to a skate park, I, I'm definitely one of the oldest people there. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, what did you do to train for that? I mean, obviously you've been hiking, but did you just go to skate parks and just start practicing? Yeah, um, actually, for the longest time, and even today, I don't go to a lot of skate parks, which is actually kind of a sad thing, uh, or, or I, I should be doing it because Colorado has more skate parks than any other state. And so we love our skate parks here, but I did uh, a lot of uh, just kind of learning on the, on the street. Um, I did not pick it up easily. Uh, so it took quite a lot of work and uh, in order to actually kind of get comfortable. And then when I decided I was going to uh, do the trail, I started skating with a pack on. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, that was most of the training was just kind of getting adjusted to having you know, 15 plus pounds on your back. And, uh, and also skating and trail runners is <laughs> extremely tough. Huh? What do what do you normally, I mean, I have, I skateboarded as a kid a little bit in my driveway, so I really don't know like what you would really use. What, what do you wear skateboarding normally then? Uh, uh, a lot of people just wear, uh, like, uh, skate shoes. Okay. And, um, and so kind of the difference is that, um, you know, generally they're a little bit uh, flatter, things like that. We're like, uh, I wear ultras and they are definitely meant to grip. And so uh, like things like stopping and uh, even just kind of the width of them is a little bit different than a skate shoe would be. And so that, that's kind of what made it tough is you can't really stop with them the same way that you would a skate shoe. Oh, okay. Okay. So did you have to like buy a special skateboard or were you just like, I'll just go with the cheapest one first? No, so um, it is uh, by far the most expensive skateboard I've ever built. Um, and it was all like basically stuff to try to make it lighter, uh, but also stuff that could uh, handle the elements. Um, and so like uh, I used a carbon fiber uh, board. So it was wood that had carbon fiber in the middle of it. Uh, so that it could basically sit outside for two months and uh, and not start to warp on me and like special bearings and wheels and things like that. Ah, right, right. And I'm sure like, you know, Florida's moisture keeping everything from rusting, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I tried to uh, use like some magnesium parts and then actually my bearings uh, were made out of ceramic so that that way I could... Uh, uh, let them get wet and uh, let sand get in them and it wouldn't affect it uh, like it would with other metal bearings. Oh, okay. Okay. So how light is the board? Oh, not light at all. <laughs> <laughs> that, it would be way better if it were lighter. Uh, so the, the pound ended up, or, sorry, the uh, board ended up being about five pounds, four ounces. And then with uh, skate tools and extra equipment that I had to carry, it ended up uh, averaging right under six pounds. Okay. And then, so you're just strapping that onto your pack and when you're hiking in the woods and having to carry that extra weight. Pretty much. Yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, basically just like carrying around a paperweight when you're not on the road. <laughs> like it's, it's a on trail. So did you do any like prep hikes beforehand, like any small like week-long hikes or anything like that or you just uh, so I hike pretty frequently uh in Colorado and uh but almost exactly three months before I started I fell and fractured my ribs mm. 
So I uh, really wasn't supposed to start uh, or wasn't supposed to skate until about December 1st. And that's when I started the trail. So I didn't have, I'd only skated a few times uh, in those three months with, uh, uh, with my pack and things like that. Right. Well, I guess worst case scenario, you could have always just had to ship the skateboard home and just continue oh, yeah. to hike without it. I was just going to throw it in the ocean and salute it away. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, you said you've hiked a lot, but is the Florida trail, is that your first through hike? It is my first through hike. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I guess, is that what your plan was when you saw hit Alex skateboard? You're like, well, I'm going to through hike this. This is my first through hike. You didn't have the thought to like through hike something else beforehand. Um, I, w- I was actually wanting to do the Colorado trail uh, beforehand. And then uh, just having left my job in the wintertime, it just with the weather yeah. and everything, I was like, uh, Florida trail is going to be the one uh, pretty much just due to weather. And uh, actually I didn't feel like I was uh, uh, ready to do the skateboarding part necessarily. Like I, I thought that I would struggle a little bit more than I did. And um yeah, but kind of like we talked about, I thought that I could just mail it home if uh, if it wasn't going well. Right. Well, I mean, I, like, again, I did not realize you had only been pretty new at this and seeing some of your videos, it seemed like you were pretty good at it. But again, I'm not a skateboard expert. So, um, I, you know, from my perspective, it looks like you were doing pretty well out there. I'm, I'm very good, especially now at going forward fast. <laughs> <laughs> But that that's about the maximum of my skill set. Right, right. I mean, obviously, you're skateboarding down the highways on the Florida Trail. I'm sure you attracted a lot of attention and people asking what the heck you're doing. Did you have a lot of folks asking you, like, what are you oh, doing? Yeah. You know, it was actually uh, quite an interesting part of this trail of, like, it uh, started a, a lot of really engaging conversations. And, um, and so a lot of it was, uh, people that also did not know, uh, about the color, I'm sorry, about the Florida trail. And so, uh, we got to not only talk about the skating part of it, uh, but also about the trail and, uh, just giving details and kind of, uh, informing the public about it. Yeah. When you started in December before, like the big crowd of folks started the trail, um, was the reason you, I mean, I know you just quit your job and all of that was the reason why you wanted to start in December versus January kind of with everybody else. And you also went southbound. Was there a method for all of that? Um, the December thing uh, basically was I just didn't want idle time. And uh, so I thought I may go a little nuts just kind of sitting around <laughs> uh, not doing anything. And then uh, the southbound was uh, I literally just wanted to follow the heat. Uh, despite living in Colorado, I'm not too big on the cold. And, uh, so I was like, if I go southbound, I'll be able to, uh, follow the heat as it gets colder. Ah, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Otherwise, yeah, you're work- walking right into the panhandle and it gets kind of nasty right now. Right. So. <laughs> I had dreams of like wearing shorts every day and, uh, you know, just being out in the sun and enjoying it. Yeah. Well, certainly I, th- I think it seems like you certainly enjoyed it. Definitely. Uh, you had a lot of interesting photos you shared and it seems like a great two months out there on the trail for sure. Yeah. It, it was sad that it had to stop actually. Um, yeah. So once you got going on the Florida trail, were you 
what was there anything kinks you had to work out with not only the, the, the skateboarding but also anything um hiking wise since it's your first hike or were you just kind of in the groove um for the most part i got in the groove right away um i uh I had it like just from experience, I, I knew my gear was pretty much uh, figured out. And then, uh, yeah, just the skateboarding part, um, I, I didn't, really didn't have to make many adjustments. And that is kind of, uh, you know, because of the quality of uh, the equipment that I was using, uh, just like with the board, um, the companies that make this stuff are really incredible and, and they make very good products. Right. That, that it was worth the money while I was out there. It, you're basically paying not to have problems. Right. Right. It's worth spending a little more for gear if you can afford it than to have to buy something cheaper exactly. and repair it. Right. Yeah. And um, it, it, as I say, you could do it with something cheaper, but it definitely helped like with the bearings and things like that. Um, I, I didn't really have to make many adjustments. Right. Right. Um, before we kind of started, you mentioned talking with flat top did you get to uh meet him right when you were going through the panhandle or did you meet him later on down the trail oh yeah i met him i think my fourth day on trail and ended up uh staying with him overnight and uh just ended up uh loving him and uh sparkles and uh fantastic people and and really just uh kind of kept uh up with him the whole trail and uh yeah fantastic guy if for anybody that's listening if you're ever in crestview look this guy up he's the guy (laughs) uh, actually i think just uh today or just a few days ago uh he passed uh hosting a hundred uh through hikers oh wow he loves doing it wow wow uh yeah i mean him the trail community itself is growing every year it seems like and I know you met quite a lot of other folks along the way, just hikers. And you said you mentioned, that obviously, the skateboard is like a point of conversation for folks. But uh, maybe you could just talk about some of those folks you met along the trail, different trail angels, other hikers. You met just you had a photo of some older hikers from, uh, I think, out of state. Uh, I think a lot of people enjoy that aspect of the trail um, and hearing stories about people they meet. Yeah, so um, I think you're talking about the Casey County Explorers. Um, they're a uh, all women's hiking group somewhere out of Kentucky. I can't remember where, um, but they I think like once a month they get together, they go hiking, and they go out of state. Um, they went to uh, uh, the River Ranch area uh, this year in Florida, and uh, ended up hiking with them and just stopping. Uh, they were asking me all kinds of questions and. Uh, yeah, just uh, they gave me all kinds of trail magic. I think there was like 30 of them. So they skipped <laughs> in a little bit and uh, yeah, definitely weighed the pack down uh, in a very good way. Um, yeah, very friendly, very interested in through hiking. And uh, it's kind of great that they have that ability to get together and uh, that they have that group that they can just go out and do those things. Right. Now, because you went southbound, I think you did get to overlap with the northbound hikers a little bit. And I think you spent some time at a restaurant or something. Is that? Uh, uh, so ended up uh, taking an unexpected zero with uh, a bunch of northbound hikers that, you know, uh, people affectionately call the bubble. And um, <laughs> so uh, there was a bad storm that was coming through one day. Um, I think they were talking about uh, like 
uh, possibly like tornadoes and things like that. And uh, we were just going to go up to, uh, to a little uh, country store and kind of wait it out. Uh, ended up going up there, just having a great time. Like everybody was uh, kind of laughing and getting along great. We decided to just take a zero and spend more time together. Uh, then after I got done, done with my through hike, I actually went back to hike with them uh, for a little over a week. Oh, nice. That's good. Yeah, because I think I think now that the hikers, there's such a community, if you're not around that group as much, I mean, you're going southbound and you know how quiet it was <laughs> you know, on the trail um, and getting to have that camaraderie that uh, you see on other trails, or at least long distance kind of trails. Um, definitely miss that out, miss out on that sometimes on the Florida trail. So I'm glad you got to go back and hike with some of them. Yeah, you know, um, I've been hiking basically my whole life, and it, this was the first time I actually hiked with people. Is whenever I went back, and I have to say, it is uh, a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you don't have to figure out as many details, and you can kind of do it as a group. Uh, you always have somebody to talk to, and uh, you know, just uh, I think hikers attract other hikers. Uh, we all have something a little uh, similar in common. And uh, so you make friendships right away and really learn, uh, you know, about people uh, in that process. And uh, yeah, fantastic time. And uh, I'll definitely be hiking with people more in the future. Well, maybe maybe some of those folks will be able to you'll cross paths with them again elsewhere and other trails. I mean, the hiking community, it seems so vast and large, but also it's just an incredibly small world because you run into these people at all sorts of different gatherings. Right. Yeah. There, there was actually uh, two guys in that group, uh, Bear Magnet and uh, the Scavenger Princess. They have met each other now on three separate trails. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, That's um, I'll tell you now because they because I imagine this won't come out for a little bit. Uh, but I'm actually flying out uh, next week to surprise them on trail uh, to finish the trail up with them. Oh, nice! Yeah, no, I'm not going to release this for at least another month, so you're good. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, hopefully they're done by then. You know, they should. Be. <laughs> they should be right. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, that's exciting. All right, so you're back in Colorado right now. I am. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just visiting friends, uh, doing a little bit of hiking here and, uh, yeah, just kind of enjoying Colorado right now. It's, uh, we got a little bit of snow and so just kind of playing around in that. Yeah. Right. Trading, trading some of the warmth for the winter again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the other things that you, I joked around a bit on with your skateboard, I think you did some air guitar with your hiking poles. I mean, and you also said that did you, you use your hiking poles on with your skateboard as well. How did that work? Yeah. So, uh, I do what I call the gondola method, uh, which is where I, uh, I, I only hike with one trekking pole. Uh, but I put like a little rubber tip on the end of it and uh, just uh, kick uh, generally about three or four times and then just push myself with uh, my trekking pole and just uh, just like you'd see on a gondola. And okay. Yeah, it makes for a fantastic air guitar. Um, <laughs> one of the great things about the skateboard is uh, if you're kind of mentally and physically exhausted from hiking. Uh, you can get to a road section and uh, just throw on your headphones, listen to some music, 
and uh, just start skating. And it, it's a good way to kind of mentally and physically refresh yourself. Yeah. Well, and especially, I mean, just some of those road walks just get so long uh, and boring. <laughs> so how fast were you going uh, some of the times where you were, I mean, and, and I guess to that effect, were you going any fast enough where you like had any wipeouts? Um, no. So generally I go about uh, anywhere between about six to eight miles an hour on the board, uh, just depending on, on conditions and traffic and things like that. Um, I only fell once, uh, the whole trip. Um, actually I fell twice while skating. Uh, once was, I, I just hit a crack. I wasn't paying attention and, uh, because I wasn't paying attention, I wasn't really prepared for it. Uh, but I ended up just having just some minor scratches Ugh. And then on one of the road walks. I, uh, I got off the board for a second to, uh, send a text message wasn't paying attention and uh slipped on a big pile of acorns oh no right in front of a lot of people so that was great (laughs) (laughs) it's always like those moments that that catch you off guard oh yeah Yeah. and you cannot see anybody for like uh, almost a whole day and then the moment you fall there's everybody's yeah you got an audience right (laughs) (laughs) you're like i promise i'm not this dumb right right So you were from, you've hiked all over. Had you hiked in Florida before you came down to the Florida trail? Um, no, not really. Um, I, I had done lots of research on it and, uh, but no, that, that was really my first time ever stepping on the Florida trail. So did you have any preconceived notions? I mean, I'm sure you probably, you obviously followed Alex's journey and story and you had an idea of what was going on, but did you deep dive into it all? Um, no, actually, uh, I tried not to deep dive. I tried to be prepared, but not uh, know what was happening in every corner. Um, I thought there, I, you know, let me say I saw probably about 200 alligators while I was out there. <laughs> but for some reason, I just thought they would be literally everywhere. <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, and so that was probably all, uh, the only uh, real difference from what I imagined to what there was. Um, I thought I'd be listening to more Jimmy Buffett, maybe (laughs) (laughs) have a little more of an Island vibe than it was. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I actually, uh, one of the things I love is Cuban espresso. And I thought I would be able to find Cuban espresso like every day. And I probably only had it about two or three days on trail. Right. Uh, So if anybody wants to set up some little, uh, Cuban espresso shop, (laughs) Uh, on trail that would be fantastic that would be a nice resupply nice uh trail angel trail magic day um so do you have any favorite sections uh once you did hike the trail that you think that you're like man that was just an awesome section i'd love it um i'd have to say swanee uh the swanee river section yeah to me it's like how uh you kind of imagine neverland uh whenever you were a kid and it honestly just felt like living out a childhood dream hiking through there it's so gorgeous um and there's so much interesting history through there um that you really i I feel like it kind of pulls your soul into it a little bit and uh it's a great place even by the hiking it should really slow down when they start to go through there so they can just appreciate it. And, and some of the best camping that I've ever had was there. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, 
you know, time and time again, people tell me the Suwannee section and um, it's definitely the little hidden jewel that of the Florida trail that, I don't know, you go through some rough areas in the North central Florida to get there. And once you're there, it's like this great reward. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you know, depending on where you're, uh, which direction you're going, you know, I, like I exited uh, Bradwell Bay, you know, a few hundred miles before that and yeah. you're, you're stuck in mud and swamp water and things like that. And you get to the Swanee and it's all very well worth it. Um, and then, and then you've got white springs either before or after that. And, uh, you know, that, that's a great little town with a, a nice, uh, little bed and breakfast. That's very hiker friendly there. Yeah. Yep. Um, no, I know what I was going to talk about a minute ago when we were talking about mishaps. Um, I think you had talked, you had posted a picture of one of the boardwalks and I think someone chimed in and asked you if you had skated across one of them. And you said you tried, but it was not a good uh, result. Did <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So a lot of those boardwalks uh, have been wet for quite some time. And so I, I tried to do it and I was just sliding all over the place and uh, rather than end up uh, face first in water or, you know, worse injured, I, I decided to call it. Yeah. <laughs> there were a few of them that it was a little tempting. And uh, yeah, so I tried to skate just a little bit. Yeah. There's a few that are long enough that you're like, this could work, but then some of those boards are warped and not even even. I, yeah, I would imagine you would just be on your face in the water. Yeah, I do know, uh, like, uh, Alex Vogt or Fogey, uh, he did skate uh, quite a few of those when he went through, and, and he is by far the better skater, so it can be done, just uh, not at my skill level. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, well, I mean, so, what did, since it's your first through hike, do you have any, like, lessons learned along the FT? I mean, for a through hiker and, a, I guess, a through skater, like, for future people who would like to try to through skate on the Florida trail? Um, I, you know, uh, you kind of just have to get out there and do it. You know, you could train and things like that. Um, really you're not going to be able to get a, uh, very light skateboard setup. Um, so you, you have to make sure that the rest of your gear is really dialed in. Uh, so that way you could kind of account for that weight. Um, because, you know, if you're not seeing a road for four or five days, you now have this thing that is just a paperweight that, um, it, you know, is basically useless to you and now a hindrance. So just kind of being dialed in with the rest of your gear helps out quite a lot. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, did anybody ever complain to you? Like you're not through hiking you're you're cheating in that kind of manner because i know people have um bicycled some sections like around orlando people have done that um and i think you know the purists among through hikers probably would you know be a naysayer but from from what i've seen i've seen everybody's been pretty good about like hey you're through skating whatever but i didn't know if anybody had made any negative comments to you um, I had a few people along the way, and they were generally non-hiking people that uh, would kind of make the comment, like, isn't that cheating? Uh, but kind of whatever you talk about how, you know, you're carrying that thing through swamps, uh, that opinion seems to go away uh, quite fast. 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's kind of the uh, idea behind skateboarding is you, you just kind of do what makes you happy. So really their opinion on that doesn't matter all that much. Right. Yeah. It's kind of against it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's no, there's no rules and all of that. And yeah. I, and obviously the Florida trail, I, they've, I think they've shared plenty, plenty of your photos as well in their stories. So I know that they've been supportive of it as well yeah that's been uh fantastic i hope uh you know it does kind of bring attention to like the idea of through skating and um and that more people uh do it actually i think right now there's about three or four people this year that are doing it uh where you know from basically uh when the trail was uh started until uh last year there was one you know so, right right yeah um and, and so it's nice that it's kind of getting attention it's nice that they're in, uh, supportive of it yeah they said a single negative thing well i mean and i think roadwalks are just dangerous in of them of themselves in general that i think the faster you can get off of them <laughs> you can get it right. get off the better you know actually uh that would be something that i would say as a tip for people that want to through skate is you do need to kind of know uh, skateboard safety and, um, you, you know, like uh, when to skate and when not to. You know, there was roads where traffic was just too high, uh, where it wasn't safe for me to, to skate on it. And uh, you have to kind of make your own judgments on that. Right, right. Yeah, I'm sure some of the busy rush hour traffic days are not places you're going to want to be just skateboarding. You'd be walking on the side of the shoulder instead. Oh yeah. You're not so confident in your ability when people are driving like 65, 70 miles an hour. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even like bicycling when people are driving in my neighborhood because some don't seem to care. (laughs) Exactly. It's a little nerve wracking. Yes. Yes. Um, well, I mean, did you have, do you have any other upcoming through hikes? I mean, I know you must have the collar trail wasn't, uh, timing wise good for you, but do you think you're going to be heading out and doing that this year? Uh, possibly so. Uh, it, it really depends. Eventually I need to get a job. Uh, <laughs> it kind of depends on that. And if they don't want to see me for a month, um, I may go hike the Arizona trail with actually uh, a few people that I met on the Florida trail. Uh, and we're kind of working out the details of that. Um, also, if uh, you're familiar with Justin uh, from Justin Does Life, uh, he just got done uh, uh, skating the whole state of Florida. He, he did all roads uh, for the most part. And uh, him and I him and I may go and uh, skate the state of New Mexico. Oh, nice. It's uh, just uh, some of the a lot of these things are just kind of in the air. We're just kind of working out details. Right. Everybody's just throwing out cool things. That, yeah. Nobody wants to leave a hike and leave that lifestyle. So you always come up with plans for something else. <laughs> oh, yeah. People try to do everything they can to not get a job. Yes. <laughs> like if you have to eat ramen and sleep in the dirt every night, they'll do it. Right. And that's what that's how good of a lifestyle it is. Like that's worth the sacrifice. Right. Right. Well, I mean, speaking of lifestyle and, and, and all of that, I mean, I think you're a van lifer. How many years have you been doing that? I've been doing it for a little over two years now. And, and what made you switch into that kind of lifestyle? Um, just kind of by accident. I, I saw a video of uh, a couple that had done it uh, actually while I was looking at videos of apartments and uh, just thought it was super interesting. And uh, but it, I didn't really think it was for me at the time. And then just over like a couple months, I couldn't get the idea out of my head. 
And I talked to a few friends who I really trusted their opinion and they were incredibly supportive. So, you know, kind of the nice thing about the band is if you don't like it, you could go get an apartment the next day. So it's incredibly low risk. And uh, so I just decided to do it. And it was probably within about a week or two, I decided I wasn't going back. (laughs) Right. No, I guess your, is your job catered to where you can work out of your van or do you have van life, but you go to an office, that kind of thing. I mean, your previous job, I guess. Yeah, I go to an office. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I I would love to work uh, remotely, uh, but I work in the medical field, so that makes it a little bit more difficult. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, so many of these people doing van life, they're able to, I don't know, they have an online job of some sort or some able to work remote, and that's how they make it work, but I didn't know how it worked for Uh, you. That would be my dream. Actually, uh, I think I'm going to take a little bit of time uh, in going back to work. I may not actually uh, go back to my profession. I may try to find something that works a little bit better with the van life. Right, right. So, I mean, if how do you how does that work if you're I'm just curious because because uh, like I said, it's some of the other van lifers, they're just traveling around. They're going to national parks and then they work on the side and you're going to the office. How do you how are you staying having van life? Are you like staying in like RV parks or state parks and then come driving into the job? I just. Uh, yeah, so the nice thing about Colorado is they're very uh, van friendly. And so uh, I base and the way I built my van is that when you're looking in through the windows, uh, it just kind of looks like a work vehicle. And so you can't really tell uh, that somebody's actually living in it. And so it's really quite stealthy. So I could pretty much just park it wherever and somebody thinks I'm just kind of associated uh, with something work related. Oh, okay. All right. That's nice. You just blend right, right in right. with the environment. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, well, you emailed me right before we started chatting, but it sounded like your, your van might have almost gotten uh, eaten by uh, the recent fires out there. What was, what's that about? Yeah. So I, uh, you know, uh, I think it's a kind of a great story in a way. Uh, while I was on trail, uh, I got a text message from someone uh, stating that uh, there was a big fire in uh, Louisville and Superior, Colorado. And uh, my van was parked uh, in the town right beside of there. Oh, uh, so for about, you know, an evening, um, I thought that my van uh, was going to just be uh, eaten by the fire. And, uh, and, you know, I was kind of just accepting it at that point. And my ex-girlfriend, Amanda, uh, actually went down with her mother and they went and uh, grabbed my van and uh, brought it to a safe area. Yeah. And that fire, I watched it happen that over social media over the like a few hours and it happened so fast. I mean, people didn't even have a hardly have a chance to get out of their houses. Right. Yeah. So once the fire started, uh, we were having over hundred mile an hour winds. And so it was, the fire was just blowing everywhere and, uh, ended up doing quite a lot of damage, uh, basically burnt down the two towns around here. Yeah. But yeah. It's, uh, and you know, uh, if you know kind of the layout of the area, uh, they have houses and then it's all just kind of grass fields. Mm-hmm. So everything was flammable. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys have it, you know, so dry up there, drought conditions all the time. It's just, right. yeah. Um, just go back to Florida for a moment. You got to go to Billy Goat Day, right? I did. Yeah. Fantastic day. Yeah. That looked like it was, looked like it was a really good turnout. I was really 
bummed I wasn't able to make it this year. Um, it, like it was a great crowd. And I mean, a lot of uh, all-star, all-star hikers showed up again. So that was good. Oh, yeah. It, it was kind of a who's who of the Florida Trail. Uh, it was really uh, quite interesting to meet uh, everybody that was associated with it. And, um, you know, everybody there has their own little piece that they contribute to the Florida Trail. So uh, you're just kind of meeting very uh, nice and interesting people there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think what I liked about it uh, when I went is that, you know, you get to see some of the folks that just, they don't have a big social media presence because a lot of them are older. They've been in the trail community for several decades. They've been, you know, trail um, maintainers. And so you get to hear their story, their side of the story that, um, you know, they may not be sharing to the whole world, but they've got this unique perspective of the Florida trail that, um, they're out there all the time for their little section and taking care of it. And um, it's just one of those little, I don't know, bits of magic that you don't get unless you're going to, to go to an event like that. Yeah, that, that really is uh, kind of a nice part of days like that. Um, you know, I think a, a guy you interviewed uh, once was Grits. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool yeah, guy. He's he's only like you only hear about him kind of in legend, right? He's yeah, like social media presence, and so it's very interesting to sit down with someone like that and, and kind of hear about their history uh, in regards to hiking or even just the Florida Trail. Yeah, yeah, I I wish I could have picked his brain even longer than I did. I I had to almost twist his arm to get him to talk to me. The like the last day, he's like, "Come on, sit down and talk to." Me. <laughs> and uh he's like i don't know what i'm gonna say i'm like yes, we'll just talk for 15 minutes and and i was like oh man you have like a life of stories here <laughs> oh yeah like some of those people uh you know like uh nimblewood nomad was there mm-hmm. uh, he's hiked like a hundred thousand trails or something right mm-hmm. i'm sorry a I'm sorry, hundred thousand miles and you don't like hike that many miles without getting some incredible stories you know, and uh, it, it just living a very good life. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, to close out, do you have any final thoughts from the Florida Trail, from, you know, this experience and um, did it change you at all? Do you, I know you're going to ha- go back to real life a little bit, but do you foresee yourself really delving into the hiking community? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think once you've done a through hike, yeah, uh, you really cannot go back to how you were. Like what once you see kind of how good that lifestyle is, it's hard to just go work the normal nine to five um and, and you know just sit in a room or something like that. Uh so it definitely changed uh, for the better in that aspect. Um and I honestly I'll probably uh keep going back to the Florida Trail a lot. Uh it, you know it's uh one of the least known trails out there and i think it's just incredible and it's got a great community that's around it as well um everybody that is associated with it is very excited about it and and so it's very uh it's worth going back to for sure yeah well i mean i I, i'm glad to hear that you're willing to come back because it's those people that come back time and time again that uh are the ones who really um are the advocates for the trail that entice other people to come and they just you know they have that that love for it and it's different every time it is, yeah um 
Yeah, that was actually something that I did not expect uh, whenever I was hiking it is you'd meet people that have hiked it like four or five times and they hadn't done a lot of other trails and they just really like that trail and the uh, people that are associated with it. Yeah. There's a lot of love for that trail for sure. I think it's, it's because it is so small and it does have that, it's a short trail. You can do it in such a short amount of time. It just has that really well-developed trail community that even other short trails like that, like I don't think the North country trail is, is pretty short. It's about the same thousand miles as well. Um, I think that's the right one. Uh, um, but they don't have that trail community. And I think that's what's lacking. And this is what is enticing people to return to the Florida trail. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, people have a lot of excitement about it. And, um, you know, I think it's one of those things that um, they, they kind of want to be good stewards of it and really take care of it and really show uh, kind of, a, uh, for lack of a better term, outsiders what they love about it. Right, right. And it's hard to find that on other trails. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, so you've mentioned a couple of your future uh, potential hikes or adventures, maybe this coming summer, but if folks wanted to follow you on those adventures, where would they be able to find you online? Um, for the most part, I only do Instagram. Um, I, uh, my handle there is Rooptown, uh, and uh, it's R-O-O-P-T-O-W-N. Um, I'm not really active on Facebook or any of the others, uh, so Instagram is where it's at. All right. Yeah. And I'll put a link in the show notes for that folks to find you easily. And before I go, I did want to ask, where did you get your name? Moondog trail name. Um, so actually, uh, we were talking about, uh, flat top and sparkles. Um, so very early on, uh, I was getting some names attached to myself that I wasn't terribly crazy about. Uh, for a little bit, people were trying to call me skater boy. <laughs> you know, if I don't have the skateboard, uh, it's not going to make a lot of sense. And uh, I was also worried that uh, my uh, skating friends would get a hold of that and just, you know, tear me apart. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, just names uh, that I wasn't terribly attached to. So uh, Flat Top and Sparkles that I uh, were kind of throwing out some names. And uh, there, there's a movie that I love called The Beach Bum that takes place in Florida. And the main character is named Moondog. And uh, so it was Sparkle's birthday. She asked if uh, she said for her birthday that she wanted to be able to pick my name. And uh, she was very, uh, she, she wanted to leave me some wiggle room, but uh, I knew at the end of the day it was going to be Moondog. And well, uh, so yeah, it just stuck. I think it works definitely better than Skater Boy, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the people that gave it, you were trying to give me that name, they did it out of love. But, uh, you know, I, I was turning 35 the week they were trying to call me Skater Boy. And I was just like, I don't, I don't feel like this is the name I'm going to love. Uh, it just makes me think of the, I think it's an Avril Lavigne song. Like, he was a skater <laughs> boy. That, I, anyway, I'm not going to sing the oh. rest of it. But it just, oh boy, yeah. it doesn't work well. <laughs> I think it would have been better if they just called me Avril Lavigne. Yeah, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, David, thanks for so much for chatting with me. Uh, telling your story of your Florida Trail hike on the podcast. I know so many hikers have wanted to hear about this person skating the Florida Trail. And um, you're 
just one of so many great stories and great people out there on the trail. And uh, thanks for taking the time to chat with me. Yeah, thanks for this great experience. That's it for my conversation with Moondog. Maybe you are now inspired to pick up a skateboard for your next road walk? No? Well, maybe it will at least let you know that you're capable of breaking outside the box and testing yourself and your abilities in some manner and learning a new skill, even if you aren't perfect or great at it. You can find the show notes for the podcast at orangeblaze.thegardenpathpodcast.com and I'm on Instagram at orangeblazepodcast. Thanks for listening and until next time, happy hiking.